Did you know that self-sabotage isn't always as obvious as we think it is? There are oftentimes signs that are not so obvious when it comes to self-sabotage. We've actually been doing quite a bit of research and reading up on this, and it's just so fascinating and I would say definitely some rich insight that we wanted to share with our Maripreneur family. So whether you are possibly dealing with thoughts or actions of self-sabotage that undermine your personal goals and desired achievements, or maybe you're seeing patterns in your own life that are uh, cycling over and over, start, stop, start, stop, and you're wondering why are we starting and stopping and starting and stopping, never reaching the goal that you desire. Well, let's get into this, shall we? This is what this episode is about. Yeah. So who is this episode for? Mm -hmm. It's for married entrepreneurs who are exhibiting patterns and signs of incompletion and disruption that hinders their goals and undermines their values. Now, why is this important? Well, it's important because self-sabotage takes on many different forms, and the key to stopping it is to first recognize it. So how will this help? This is going to help by calling out the obvious and the not-so-obvious signs of self-sabotage and show you how to shut Shut it down. down. Y'all ready? Let's go. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. Okay, what's up, everyone? This is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway Buckley. Of MarriedPernodLife.com. Yes, this is where... We help mission-minded married entrepreneurs, those of you who want to get more clarity, generate more income, and beyond that, you want to leave a lasting impact. Yes, married entrepreneurs come to us to sync high-level systems with laser-clear strategy to build out a legacy that is purposeful, powerful, and to do that profitably in sync. So whether you are a spousalpreneur couple, an indiepreneur couple, or a couplepreneur Maripreneur type, you are absolutely in the right place if you have no idea what those are. Let me break them down for you really quickly. So the spousalpreneur couple is when one spouse is building the business and the other spouse is supporting that spouse who builds the business. And then we have the indiepreneur couple, right? This couple, this maripreneur type is where both spouses are building individual businesses. Then we have the couplepreneur maripreneur type, and that's where both spouses are working together to build the same business. So maybe you're one of those or a combination of those or you're transitioning from one to the other. Either way, we are glad you are in the building. If this is your first time, welcome to the Married Premier Life Podcast. If you're joining us again, welcome back, fam. Glad to have you in this virtual space as well. Now, with that being said, we are going to dive into a bit of a very um, interesting topic and it may step on a few toes or not, but we hope ultimately that it'll encourage you give you some clarity and some action to be better. That's what we're here for. So we're talking about obvious and not so obvious signs of self-sabotage. We're going to go over three of each of those, right? So Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we clear any misunderstandings by starting off with on the same level of understanding when it comes to the definition 
of self-sabotage. Yeah, so Positive Psychology published an article helping us to understand this, and they define self-sabotage as follows. Self-sabotage, also known as behavioral dysregulation, can be conscious or unconscious depending on levels of awareness. An example of conscious self-sabotage is deciding to eat cake despite a goal <laughs> to eat healthy. Right. Unconscious self-sabotage happens when a personal goal or value has been undermined but not initially recognized. The article goes on to say, someone with fear or failure might wait until the last minute to work on an important project, mm -hmm. unconsciously avoiding the prospect of advancement. Now, it also goes on to say that another dimension of self-sabotage is cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is the internal imbalance or discomfort experience when words or actions do not align with beliefs and values. When this happens, we act to ease the discomfort by changing our words or behaviors or by reframing our goals and values. Now, it seems unlikely that anyone would intentionally sabotage themselves, yet they do. And the consequences can be caustic. Chronic self-sabotage depletes drive and motivation and leaves us sad, anxious, and with damaged self-esteem. So you see how, that's end quote. So you see how powerful <laughs> self-sabotage can be, especially if you're not even aware that that's what you may be dealing with. So I think it's important that we just go ahead and dive into the top three or the common ones, we would say, the top the three common signs, and then we'll go into the uncommon signs. Yeah. So one of the top three common signs of self-sabotage is procrastination. And procrastination can play itself out in many different ways. And one of the things that, as I was even thinking about this, to sort of put it in my own words, is procrastination can often be caused by the fear of breaking away mm -hmm. from the norm. While we spend growing up, much of our efforts trying to fit in or trying to be normal, you know, succumbing to peer pressure and things like that. What happens is then is oftentimes as a married entrepreneur and one who was built, you know, early on starting off, should I say, in building the business, there was this idea where becoming an entrepreneur was very attractive, but breaking away from the norms of, of the nine to five, particularly being successful in that nine to five, mm -hmm. who would want to step away and break away from that? Because, you know, let's be frank, the majority of the people within our world or in our circles may not be entrepreneurs and many mm -hmm. of them may have nine to fives. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes you hear people say, why would you want to sacrifice the predictability of a paycheck for the unpredictability, right, of generating revenue as an entrepreneur. So sometimes we say we want something to be an entrepreneur, to build this business, to have this impact on this particular market. But yet we struggle with breaking away from what is normal or what is even acceptable, depending on mm -hmm. your context and background and where you come from. And so that can lead to a whole lot of different things. And so our values, our goals get undermined and we do the opposite going back to that cognitive dissonance, where we try to make those adjustments. And so I've noticed even that can play itself out. Let's say a person does launch out and they do go forward. In entrepreneurship. As, yes, in, mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship, building out that business, then it can show up again, that procrastination, by waiting until the very last minute, mm -hmm. putting off important things that are exciting, that we say that we want, 
And because of overwhelm or confusion about what the next steps are, which can often be the case with entrepreneurs, especially those who are just setting out, then we'll put those things off. So we'll talk the build business entrepreneur talk, but in practice, we will be procrastinating and delaying doing those, even the things we do know to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would even say, I know you're speaking about the examples have been for those who are launching out. And that makes sense. I understand. And I agree with that. But I also want to talk to you all who have been, you're not emerging. You're pretty established in your business. You're not off the hook because when you have reached a certain level in your business and you've kind of plateaued and then you realize there's more, there's a next level of it, of this, of opportunity that you desire, you can get very comfortable where you are and Also, just like the example you gave, is shrink back from actually moving forward because you are comfortable. And you're like, well, we're good, what we desire to do, but maybe there is more desire there, but that's going to require more change. It's going to require more stretching, more sacrifice, and you may be self-sabotaging those opportunities for growth as well. Just know that this can happen in any stage, whether you're new an emerging marriedpreneur couple or you're established or mm-hmm. anyone in between as well too. So that's the first obvious sign, procrastination when it comes to self-sabotage. And another one, obvious sign of self-sabotage. Now we say obvious and sometimes it's obvious to us when other people do it, yeah. but it may not be obvious to us when we do it. But in any case, it's mm-hmm. it's obvious, right? To those yeah. who are looking at our lives. And so, and that mm-hmm. is perfectionism. Yes, Lord. So perfectionism is waiting right until something is flawless before we go forward or before we present it. Mm. And perfectionism can sound like quality control. Perfectionism (laughs) can sound like a spirit of excellence. Perfectionism (laughs) can sound like all of these great things, right? Get them, husband. I didn't know you was going to say that. But but, but perfectionism (laughs) is really us delaying moving forward in an effort to present something flawless. And think about that for a second. What we're saying then is once we put it out, we don't want to have to touch it, tweak it, adjust it, enhance it, improve it Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And that just isn't real. Even the things that we enjoy from companies who would be at the forefront of their industries, they have to go back and improve, tweak, adjust, enhance their products and their services. That's right. if we're not going to be as flawless as some of these large 100 Fortune 100 companies, I mean, come on, let's right. let's be real and let's be honest. So perfectionism can definitely play itself out in a way that we mask it by saying we're trying to, you know, put our best foot forward. And let me say, there's nothing wrong with wanting to put your best foot forward. As you should. But stalling mm. for flawless, as opposed to forward motion. Mm-hmm. is perfectionism. And that mm-hmm. is self-sabotage too. Absolutely. And I would say with that, to piggyback on that, oftentimes when it comes to perfectionism, that many entrepreneurs, marriedpreneurs, when they're starting something new, maybe launching a new business or starting something new in the business, that they sit on it because they do not want to feel like a failure if it's not their like, oh, it's not perfect, right? And they don't want to feel like, well, I shouldn't even do it if I can't 
do it on this level. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is the test is about doing it on the level where you are mm -hmm. and showing up on the level where, where you are using what you do have, mm -hmm. using your resources, being resourceful with in the season that you're in. Right. That's mm -hmm. that's really what the test is. And then you grow from there. And it's not about coming out the gate perfect, but it's really about coming out the gate, being willing to learn. And that means being willing to be, quote unquote, bad enough, long enough mm -hmm. to get good at it. Mm -hmm. Right. To be willing to be bad enough, long enough to get good at it. Like just continuing on to learn, to tweak, to grow and knowing that every single time that you're not producing at the level and at the place where you desire to, that you're learning lessons. And it's those lessons that really hold the gold. That's those lessons that really help you to apply the newness, the new perspective, the new understanding, and to get better at it each time. So, you know, it really is a mindset issue and under in a level of expectation mm -hmm. not to try to come out with this perfect quote unquote, you know, whatever it is, but really coming out being with your best on the level you are and mm -hmm. where you are as you continue to grow. So you pass the test, right? We want to be good stewards of what's been made available to us. And we know how that parable goes. <laughs> you right. hiding stuff, you know, in the ground and at least you know, at least do something with it. At least what do you say? Put yeah. it in the bank to, to get, get interest. interest. Yeah. 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 So really, you know, let's steward that well. And the next and final for today, obvious sign of self-sabotage. Yeah. The obvious sign of self-sabotage, the last one that we'll mention here is negative self-talk. And this mm -hmm. is just really speaking downward mm -hmm. about yourself mm -hmm. in a way that would discourage you from attempting, mm -hmm. from going forward, yeah. and sometimes even from scaling. Yeah. I've seen marriage entrepreneurs who were established at a level. They've achieved a certain mm -hmm. of success at a level mm -hmm. in business, and they didn't have self-talk, or should I say negative self-talk, up to that yeah. level. Mm -hmm. But when you start talking about scaling and the mm -hmm. potential for taking it to the next level... level then all of a sudden mm -hmm. that negative self-talk kicks in. So mm -hmm. I say that to say, don't assume that if you are established mm -hmm. or if you're emerging, that negative self-talk is only in one area or at one level of business. Yeah. And I would also say with that, that, you know, we hear a lot. We hear a lot about how important it is to speak well of others as we ought to. But speaking well of others, that does not exclude our own selves. So how would you encourage someone else in their path and what they're doing. So using that same concept of using, okay, let me go ahead and encourage myself in this as well too. And mm -hmm. we were talking as we were preparing for this episode about how different it is. We were not sure if we were going to put this one on the list because I understand very well how easy it is maybe as a, a woman, how self-talk, how we can talk to ourselves in a way that is not going to be the most effective and efficient way that's going to <clears throat> encourage and motivate us to move forward. But then I know you were saying, well, yeah. as men in general, mm -hmm. we often don't have that type of issue or concern. And I said, yeah. well, I think it comes out a different way for men. Yeah, I think it does come out a different way for men. And, and I agreed with you. And so for men, we can assume that we don't have negative self-talk, particularly mm -hmm. if we've had the kind of upbringing in life where, let's say, we played team sports mm -hmm. and we had various uh, athletic competitions in our life. And so mm -hmm. we recognize if, if as men, we play team sports. There are roles that we're good at and there are things that we're not good at. And generally speaking, we can seem to be okay with things that we're not good at and very confident in those things that we are good at. Well, I can, I can say for sure that as a man who was transitioning from a nine to five 
into entrepreneurship and building out his business. While I had success in a particular area with a nine to five, it was clear to me the things that I was good at. The moment that as a fish, I switched ponds and I got into new waters, all of a sudden that confidence did not necessarily translate over or I couldn't see in what ways it would translate over. And so as an entrepreneur, I would find myself saying things about myself, totally negating whatever skill sets I had already acquired, mm-hmm. but really talking down to myself or about myself as it pertains to building out the business. And so it may not appear, men, as mm-hmm. though we are engaging in negative self-talk because we may sound clear about what we're good at and what we're not good at mm-hmm. and be okay with that. And I think that that's good to be okay with that, but it can mask itself and come out in other areas that are not so obvious, even though this is somewhat obvious (laughs) for men uh, that, hey, you know what? We may say I'm good at this, but I can't do that. And we need to question that and say, wait a minute, is that true? No. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, that's not true because the experiences Mm -hmm. and the skills that we've learned are absolutely portable. We just need to know how to make them fit in the Mm -hmm. world of building a business. Absolutely. So now those are three obvious signs of self-sabotage. Let's head over to the not so obvious signs or three of them anyway that are pointing to self-sabotage. Okay, here's the first one. First one is disorganization, like chronic disorganization. There are seasons when things do get a little bit, you know, untidy. That's a part of life at times, but when that becomes your norm and you're constantly in in an environment of disorganization, that ultimately will impact what we're able to put out or our output. Right. So a disorganized space often reflects a disorganized mind and disorganized thinking. And when you have a disorganized thinking, you really limit and caps your creativity in what you are desiring to do and the goals that you're desiring to reach. On the point about disorganization, Mm -hmm. I don't want to assume that because a person may have a system that appears to be disorganized to other people, like someone may be OCD, right? Mm-hmm, and right. say, you're disorganized. Right. And that other person who may appear to be disorganized just has a system mm-hmm. that looks disorganized. Yeah. And I recognize that there are people who do perform high or perform at a high level who can appear in their workspace to be disorganized, but that's not what we're speaking about. This mm-hmm. disorganization, I think, could also be clarified as carelessness. It's the kind of disorganization where we can't find anything Nothing is retrievable. Nothing is traceable. And we're forgetful and therefore irresponsible Mm -hmm. or unable to respond. And so that's because there is carelessness Mm -hmm. that has cultivated that disorganized environment. Mm -hmm. And so if we're careless, then we don't care where things are and we don't care where things are. We don't care to have to be able to retrieve those things. And that is definitely a sign of not so obvious or hidden self-sabotage. Yes. And now another sign that is not so obvious when it comes to self-sabotage is indecisiveness. Y'all. So indecisiveness. How many times do you sit, just sit on a decision that needs to be made? Now, there are times we're not talking about not to be prayerful. We're not talking about not to speak with your spouse about a decision, you know, whatever that decision may be. We're not saying any of those things. But when you realize that you're constantly halting and putting things on pause because you just haven't made a decision, what often happens is, you know, the the window of that opportunity closes because you've sat on it without pressing go. You didn't even make a decision to say, no, I'm not going to do it. You just sat and didn't even respond. So Mm -hmm. indecisiveness can absolutely be a sign and not so obvious sign of self-sabotage. I found that even indecision 
it's not just while I'm waiting to get the right information to make a wise judgment. Mm -hmm. Indecision could be even with all of the wise counsel collected, we still won't make the decision. That's <laughs> right. the indecision right. that is absolutely a not so obvious sign of self-sabotage. And I agree with that. Yes. And the last one for today, the not so obvious sign of self-sabotage is imposter syndrome. I know we've likely all have heard of imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and being challenged within ourselves to think really it connects with negative thoughts too. Who mm -hmm. am I to do this? Am I really the one to do this? Why am I even here? You know, just asking yourself these questions. Are you even capable of doing this? Or do you feel like you're acting like someone else? You know, I think it's really important to own, as you mentioned earlier, as far as you said, something that men do quite, I think, innate to men is saying, well, this is what I do well. And this is what, you know, I may need help on over there. But just having a healthy outlook on what it is that you are doing, especially the seasons that you're growing and you're doing new things. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you're more vulnerable to start questioning, should you, or could you, or who are you to be doing these things? But that's a part of you growing into this new space. I was just going to say the things that we do well, mm -hmm. we didn't always do we so were. well. That's right. And so if we learned a new skill and now we do that thing well, could we not also learn a new skill yeah. and do something else well? I think we confine ourselves mm -hmm. to the things that we do well and say these are the only mm -hmm. things we can ever do well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're still learning ourselves. We're still growing. I mean, of course, you you learn as you grow in life, as you experience new things, but we're still growing in that. And as we grow and as we're being stretched, we are in those stretching seasons, we are most vulnerable to these these thoughts if we're not prepared and equipped to fight them. And this is a perfect segue to go right in over to enjoying the journey together where we're going to walk through three simple steps, three simple areas to to address if you found yourself raising your hand at least once or twice mm -hmm. or three times or more. And saying, oh, that was oh, me. Oh, that was me. Oh, that sound like me. Oh, you know, then listen up. Y'all ready? Let's go. Did you know Cabbage Funding reports that one third of U.S. small businesses say Q4 is the most profitable time of year? Now, can you relate? If not, listen up. Whether it's one spouse or both building the business, you're building a life together. And business is an intricate part of that. So as marriedpreneurs, yeah, we want to have strong businesses and strong marriages. Well, both depend on systems. So we're here to redefine what strong means, what it requires, and what it produces. And we invite you to get equipped in our Finish Strong Masterclass coming this fall to a computer near you. <laughs> it's the 90-day strategy to end the year with accelerated profits in record time for marriedpreneurs. Yeah, so whether you're struggling to streamline your business operations. Or maybe you're guessing daily at what to work on. Or you're scrambling, trying to figure out your unique wealth roles to no avail. Or you're finding it difficult to be 100% present on date nights because you're consumed with unfinished business. Well, all of those require systems. Systems for productivity and profitability. They create the strong foundation needed. So if this is for you, go ahead and save your spots at finishstrongmasterclass.com. There are limited free seats available. Go grab yours now. finishstrongmasterclass.com. Here we are at Enjoying the Journey Together. This is where we give you two actionable, practical steps 
so you can see traction fast. So let's dive into these three areas when it comes to stopping self-sabotage. Now, one of the things that came to mind or that come to mind when we're walking, we were talking about this process prior to pressing record. It's so interesting because something that we do within our training when we're working with our Maripreneur couples and they may be struggling in the sales area or even how to have a sales conversation. A lot of that has to do with mindset, mindset, but also skill, right? Uh, Skill and then also having an amazing offer. So it just builds your confidence. Those are all these different things that we go over and in depth, walk them through step by step. But one of those areas when it comes to the mindset and the skill set of, of combining the mindset and the new skill set of sales together is thinking about what type of objections on the front end that the prospect could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to get all of them up front because people are going to ask more questions, which is good, but there are going to be other objections as you go along. The more times you have more conversations and you add that to, we have them create like a library of objections. And and it's not just understanding what the objections are, but the, the gold in it is understanding the type of stories that the prospects are telling themselves that are really a reflection of broken beliefs. So they're not understanding why or how this could help them, or they have a doubt. They understand, but they have a doubt about it. And then the, the even more gold <laughs> comes into when the when our clients are able to understand, to hear that, to perceive it, to get ahead of it, but then also have a solution mm-hmm. for it, right? So it may be a new story as saying, oh, you know what? Well, such and such had this same was in this very similar situation. And this is how they overcame it by this solution that we're sharing with you now. In addition to that, they can have create a tool or resource to support and debunk that that belief that it won't work, whatever that it is that they're offering through this sale. And so in doing that, they have an amazing offer because all after a while, all these different objections that come up they have these solutions for these objections that are built into the offer. Just some secret sauce, and I would even say a sweet spot for us too um, when it comes to selling and teaching sales as well. So I say all that to say when it comes to sales is def- definitely dealing with the mindset and helping the ones who are selling to bring the not to go down or dilute their mindset to that of the prospect, but Mm -hmm. to bring the mindset of the prospect up to elevate the mindset of the prospect so they can see that this is actually a true solution to their problem. Say all that to say, combating, overcoming, self-sabotage is very similar to that. In that, the first step is needing to be aware. Yeah, awareness awareness is critical. As long as we're oblivious, to how we're self-sabotaging ourselves, we will never address it. Can't address what you So it should go without saying, Mm -hmm. but it is so profoundly true. Mm -hmm. We have to be aware of it Mm -hmm. if we're going to address it. And I look at these aware of it, these signs of self-sabotage, as I mentioned in sales, is being aware of the objections that you're telling yourself. So whichever ones that you may uh, identify with, that we went over or others that you may identify with. At the end of the day, they are just objections that you're telling yourself why you can't do something. And you're you're believing that, so you're responding to that belief. And that takes us to the next step. Yeah, which is authoring a new story. Mm-hmm. And so 
we're going to have to author a new story. Now, I do want to say that sort of the bridge from awareness to authoring a new story is being honest about it. Yes. So when we're aware, we have to be honest. That, you can't be aware. I mean, you can't be yeah aware without being honest. Well, you know, you could point something out to somebody mm-hmm. and they just reject it. It is an awareness, but it's the kind of awareness that accepts it and says, mm-hmm. oh, this is, yeah, That's I agree. Yep. This is this is what I'm doing. That's good. Now that creates the turning point to, again, authoring a new story. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. want to author a new story, rewrite it. Yeah. And talk about it in a way that is hopeful, in a way that is positive, mm-hmm. in a way that says, hey, I'm going to start mm-hmm. going in this direction, yep. a positive direction, mm-hmm. and being patient with that. Yep. If you've ever written anything you know, at length, you have to take your time when you're writing. And so when you're rewriting this new story, take your time with it. You're not hurrying mm-hmm. to the opposite of what you're doing, but mm-hmm. you're walking in that direction diligently and you're walking in that direction patient. So yeah, we got to author a new story. And if you are one who has identified with more than one of these obvious or not so obvious signs of self-sabotage, I would just recommend that you start with one at a time. You start yeah. with one because when you're aware, you're like, oh my goodness, I was telling myself this story. I think it's helpful to think about where that came from. A lot of times, it, of course, it comes from past, sometimes even as far back as childhood. And you know, all these different things that are not we're not even in your control, but somehow, somehow you've taken it on as your identity. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's what you believe. But the beautiful thing about how God had created us is that we can renew our minds. <laughs> and so we can change our beliefs. Like we, we have that. We're the only ones, the only creations that, that can do that. And that's a, a beautiful blessing that we can be aware, like step outside of ourselves mentally to look back on ourselves and say, wait a minute. I shouldn't be thinking that thought and changing that story, rewriting that story. And then the third step with that, it's not just rewriting it alone and leaving it alone. You have to seal it with this next step as well. Yeah, and that's being accountable. So accountability mm-hmm. yes. is important. And that's accountability with others, yep. accountability with your spouse mm-hmm. that says, hey, I'm, I'm going to author a new story mm-hmm. and I want you to help keep me accountable yep. when I regress back to sort of the old narrative. Mm-hmm versus and encourage yes me when i am exercising in that new narrative that yeah. i'm that i'm writing so mm-hmm. when we have that accountability those checkpoints then it helps us and these are really in effect positive triggers mm-hmm. that help us stay on point with mm-hmm. the new story yeah and another type of positive trigger within this accountability is i'm just going to give an example of like even planning it out planning something out so um for us, as you, if you've been around here for any length of time, you know that we have our annual legacy plan. We do our quarterly and monthly and all that great stuff. Well, at the beginning of the year, well, last year, we planned out for this year, you know, and we keep tabs on it and tweak it as we go based on what we feel like if there's a change of direction that God is sending us in or um, we need to change some goals because he has us focusing more in one area than the other, whatever that may be. Or maybe we've we, we've tried to do too much in a too little time. So that's happened plenty of times as well. And we just like keep it ro- rolling and just, you know, go with it and learn from it. Well, one of the things that we were planning in our planning um, still with from last year is a type of a a brand new launch that we're doing that has like three or four different phases in it, probably even more than that. Well, when we initially did that, we had to plan out ideally, okay, when are we going to announce the first or the next phase of the launch? Well, we had that on our calendar. And one of the things that I realized over the years that I have been 
I have proclivity to do is to wait until not the very last minute, but pretty close to it. So I have a lot more unnecessary pressure than necessary, but I still rise to the occasion. I perform well, but I realize, you know what? I could perform even better. How much better could I do without the unnecessary pressure? And so this year, what I've done and what we've done together in our timeline is I put a positive trigger for one of the phases, and that is the upcoming, the masterclass, the, the Finish Strong Masterclass for married preneurs. Now, one of the ways that a positive trigger that we put in place is to make sure that our commercial was ready for the podcast six weeks in advance and it went live six week in, weeks in advance versus two weeks in advance, right? And so for us, this has been a great win because we're able to get that out early enough and still have more mental space to continue creating and responding and and just really giving it our best, like truly our best without unnecessary pressure because life is still going to happen. Things are still going to pop up. But what has happened is it sets us on a very um, amazing trajectory for serving even at like the highest level possible. And so this is just like a real life example, real time example that we've been working through and proceeding on in that way. So for you, your positive trigger may look different or your new boundaries may look different, but I think it's important to understand that based on where you are, what your goals are and what those signs of self-sabotage have been will determine what those new positive triggers need to be. Okay, so that's dealing with accountability right there. So we have awareness mm-hmm. is the first step. Author a new story as mm-hmm. the second step and accountability, yes, with Ooh, others as a third. As a third step. And we hope that this has been an amazing episode for you, insightful, encouraging, and action-driven. Uh, so you can actually take steps and see the growth. So we're excited to hear about your growth as you all are implementing these steps. Now, if you have not gotten our free Maripreneur Operating Systems download or the checklist. We want to encourage you to do that, even if you're coming to, and I hope if if you're needing the Finish Strong Masterclass, we hope to see you there. But in addition to that, to get ready for that, and this definitely ties into (laughs) overcoming self-sabotage is really planning things out. These two resources go amazingly well together. So you can grab your Maripreneur Operating Systems checklist over at Maripreneur Life. Dot com. Okay. Until next time. Keep living purposefully, powerfully, and profitably in sync. All right. God bless. Ready to drop them bars, hubby? Funny. Yeah. Yeah. We here. Hi, girl. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back what? again. Another episode, press play, now again. you in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. What? The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm-hmm. A little more to help you both sort and step. Same page where we know you want to be. Yep. And know it's not as easy as one, two, three. But? It's more like three, two, one. Yep. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And yep. anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like make it reviewable peace peace anything you call to is doable press subscribe press like make this reviewable for the people in the back (laughs) that's a wrap guys maybe let's see if it was recording